my favorite tea, green tea. Energizing, antioxidant, perfect. Well, you know, it depends on the mood, depends on the day. I could listen to some old school reggae or depends, you know, some soul, some R&B, some Mali music uh, from, from Africa, from Mali, some flamenco from Spain. It really depends on the mood. It just, you know, whatever I feel at the moment. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Bruise Beats and Easter Podcast. I am your host, Old Head Ed. And yes, we're back again, back for another episode, another moving, thrilling, um, educational episode. Uh, and this this time around, this is a little different because um, due to the uh, circumstances we're living in nowadays or what the people are calling the new normal, we find ourselves in a situation where we have to connect with people through long distances. But um, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity for uh, me and this show to, I guess, quote unquote, go international because the young lady that I'm speaking with today um, is actually talking to us, I guess, in the sense from the future because she's several hours ahead of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, she is a singer, a songwriter, a poet, multi-talented and versatile are understatements. I am talking about none other than Tanya Paz. How are you doing? All good, Ed. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you making the time, uh, seriously, um, just to go back a little bit. We met late last year, um, real briefly, uh, through Danny Fatkins and, um, and we kind of talked a little bit. He told you about the podcast. We talked, we had the opportunity to talk a little, and, um, then I got to know some of your music and you were so nice to agree to sit down with me and talk, um, there was a couple moments where things couldn't happen, didn't fall into place, but I guess that's the reason it is, is that we find ourselves here now and this is yeah. where we're going to take advantage of the situation. So how's everything going with you? All good, all good. Here I am in Madrid, um, you know, just dealing with all this situation, taking the quarantine in a positive way as an artist, composing, creating, and using this as a retreat as a spiritual retreat and uh, as a creative retreat. So, yeah. That's excellent. That's actually a very good way to look at it. Um, uh, a lot of times, I, I, you know what? And I think that's a benefit of being creative to begin with is that creative people aren't typically boring people or people that get bored easily. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't, if you, if you get bored, you're not creative. Correct. <laughs> that's how it Correct. is. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank God we have we have our creativity and we also have art, right? Whatever it is, if it's painting, drawing, music, um, dancing, and uh, that really helps us through difficult times, right? So definitely, really thankful for that. Excellent, excellent. So let's get into a little bit of background as far as it goes, to, uh, as far as it comes to Tanya Paz. Um, your singer songwriter. How did that start? Well, I always say I was born singing. <laughs> since <laughs> I'm, yeah, since I'm a little girl, um, I always I used to write my songs and I used to just grab the guitar and just like freestyle whatever I would see around and create poetry. And every time someone would come home, I would do like I would get my cassette player my tape player, my microphone, and I would give a show to whoever it was, you know, that came home. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So I've, I've been doing this since, since, you know, I was born with this. So. Okay. Yeah. Did you, um, and then, uh, I'm sure it was, um, was you coming from a musical, uh, household background? No, not really. Not really. Okay. I mean, from like my parents, my mom used to, she loves music and she used to okay. dance flamenco 
and uh, which is Spanish, Spanish uh, folkloric music. And uh, yeah, my dad was a soul uh, fan. And uh, yeah, just I grew up with very good musical tastes around me. So yeah, it was it was good influences. Nice, nice. Um, at what point did you realize now, you know, as kids, we all sing songs, we're taught songs, whether it's school, whether it's by our parents or just by what we're listening to, like you're saying in the ambient as we're growing, as we're uh, growing or we're coming of age. Um, do you remember the first time you sang a song where you were like, oh, my voice actually sounds good. Like this is, I can sing. <laughs> well, um, I always knew I could sing because it really made me happy you know, to just okay. to just grab the mic and sing whatever and, and write also and then sing my songs. I mean, technique uh, came after, right? You know, okay. just learning how to how to get to the right tone and be in tune and, and all that. But I always knew this was this was part of me and part of my life. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, grew up in Madrid. Yeah, I grew up in Madrid, but um, since I'm 15, I've been living and traveling the world. So okay. I'm I'm like a gypsy, a musical gypsy. Nice, nice. <laughs> a musical nomad gypsy. Yeah, so um, yeah, I've lived in, in Montreal. I've, I've lived in California. I've lived in Brazil. Wow. I lived in Portugal and Paris and yeah, many places. Many places. Nice, nice. So, uh, Spanish was your original language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mother tongue, Spanish. I'm from Spain, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. And then you find yourself in these different locations now. Were you familiar with, let's say, English, Portuguese, so on and so forth, before you branched out, or is that was something that you learned as you were uh, traveling from location to location? Yeah, English. Uh, I I spoke English since a little girl because my mom would speak to me in English and all the mm -hmm. music that I liked, which was basically black music, was all in English. So, okay. um, yeah, I grew up basically English and Spanish. But, uh, yeah, afterwards, the Portuguese, the French, the German, all that I learned living, living in places, you know, you have to communicate and you have to, you're on your hustle, you have to, you have to learn the language and, and you know, talk your way out to things, so, <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta learn it fast, you know what I'm saying? Or at least not to starve, you know, because if you don't, if you don't speak, you don't eat, you know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, I also have a musical ear, so it's it's kind of easier for me to to learn a language. The the musicality of the accent of each language helps me a lot in in learning that language fast, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed uh, even myself, I mean, I'm, I'm not up there with five languages yet, but, uh, and I plan to get there one day, but as far as English and Spanish, I realized that the combination of the two or just Spanish alone, that opens up doors to other uh, learning or understanding other languages yeah. or making them easier to understand. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like when you, when you know how to play one instrument, you, you're most likely to, to play other instruments. Cause you know, it's, it's easier for you, right? The mechanics, how it okay. works. Uh, the language okay. of that is, is just, yeah, it's something in the brain, something in the brain. <laughs> I, I never even made that correlation. I, yeah, that would make sense that it, as long as you understand chords or keys, yeah. they, they kind of, yeah, they transfer from one to the other. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Cool, cool. All right, so let's get into your music. Um, when, do you, when was the first time you, you sat down and wrote something and said, this is something that I would like to put together, um, a, 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 you know, professionally? Yeah, um, I think I was about 17 or 18 when I decided that, yeah, I was going to, like, sing saying what I was writing basically okay. and uh yeah first time I recorded something I think I was 20 around okay. around that time and uh, it's funny because because that that time uh it was this track that I recorded I did a, a collaboration a featuring with Eric Bobo from Cypress Hill and, okay yeah one of his uh, solo albums with a Chilean DJ called uh, Latin Beatman, 
and uh, I did a collab in one of their songs called Sangre. So that was the first time I went into a studio. So it was funny because I, I went big, you know. <laughs> first time I was like, let's do it big, this man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and from That's then, true. you know, just doing my things and collabs with other artists around the world. And yeah, that's what I like to do. I, I love to travel and learn new new sonorities, uh, new new sounds, and work with um, talented artists and producers around the world. I love to do that. Yeah. That that kind of you you would would you say that that was your that was your um your informal training in music? Like this is where you learn things. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, with other artists, other cultures. You mean? Yeah, like that that would be kind of considered like, you know, if you were to say a university traveling, yeah. you learn a lot and then you encounter it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's cool. That's great. Um, your, uh, the first project, the first project you did was that, um, Let Me? Was that the first uh, that was a, song you put That out? was one of the, no, that came after. I recorded a couple okay. of songs before that, um, but yeah, let me, let me was actually like the first one I did with with a video and decided to just like put it out with its own with its own video, right? The rest were just collaborations and uh, and you know in different programs like just like this, but um, music programs in Brazil and with other artists, right? But my own, yeah, let me was like the first one with its own video. Oh. Okay, that it's real powerful. The song. I think the first one I heard from you was um, "Respiro." Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I was like, you know, I'm usually not a ballad guy, um, and even Spanish music. Um, my parents being Dominican, I it's not it's something I'm familiar with, but I don't. Um, it's not something that I frequent, you know. So if it's playing, so I, in other words, I don't ever get the urge to put on a merengue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, but I don't mind it, you know. If it's playing in the background, if I arrive at a place and it's playing, hey, that's fine. Um, so listening to this beat, I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever sat down and actually listening to una, una balada or that, that would be considered a una balada, right? Un bolero. Yeah, it's a cute. Un bolero. Un bolero. Okay. And I was like, man, this this is pretty good. Thank you. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. There's, there's a very no, strong it, message behind that one. <laughs> Yeah, and, I had, and most most of your songs, and that's what was kind of leading me down the path was, um, that's why I brought I brought up "Let Me" to begin with was because it does have a strong message, and you're listening to it, and I wonder is this something that she's encountered before? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Everything, okay. everything uh, I write and I sing, I've lived and I've experienced. Okay. I write from wow. yeah, I, I I totally write from my heart, my soul, and my experience. And uh, yeah, so, well, you know, uh, as a woman in the music industry, you <laughs> you encounter many situations and you come up with a Correct. lot of bullshit. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was one of them. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, and it's and that's a, I think that's a, str- it's a, a strong thing, a strong characteristic of an artist. Um, something that helps propel them is the fact that, you know, when they speak from like an authentic place, a place that they've encountered situations they've been in, it comes through um, and it, and it doesn't feel like someone's selling me a story. This is like, no, someone's sharing a story with me as opposed to selling it to me. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think, you know, when it's done with the heart and with your soul, there's, you can't, you can't, um, you can't disguise that. It just, it just shows you feel it, you connect with it, right? At least with the maybe yeah. you might not like the music, but with the message, it's undeniable. Yeah, yeah. There's, definitely, there's definitely a connection. Your favorite instrument to play? Well, I don't play, I don't play like so, so much. Like, I can, rec- I can accompany myself in a show, but I do play a little bit of piano just, you know, to know what melodies I want in the song and the way I want it to go. Okay. And then I just go with my musicians and my producers and I'm like, okay, I want this idea. And they develop it, right? But I think, okay. I think piano 
and the drums, djembe, African drums. I just love playing the drums. It's like, for me, it's like dancing. You just, it's like a trance for me. <laughs> you disappear to wow. the world. Yeah. Okay. I imagine that, yeah, when you're playing the drums, I mean, especially if it's on um, like congas or um, like a conga or a, um, uh, what's the, Domin- I, can't, I can't believe I forgot the Dominican drum name, La Tambora. Um, it, it's, you're using your hands, but I, it could be, you know, pasos or like uh, paces or steps. Yeah, as yeah, it, like yeah, you yeah. Said totally, it. totally. I mean, when you dance, you do percussion with your feet, right? So right, yeah. with your feet, with your body. So yeah, this is this is part of it. It's I I love to play just the African drums, djembe, and the and the Arab drums, the darbukas. So that's most uh, mostly what I like to play, but not professionally. Just you know to to disconnect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take you away for a second. Like you said, once you hear good music, it tra- it transports you. I know I've mentioned it in the podcast before with uh, past guests that, you know, good music has the has the ability to do that where it's, you know, it could you can make you time travel to a, a, a place or a time uh, from the past or take you to a place that you've probably never been before. And you're, you're like, you're, it's a moment of discovery. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. It's a moment of meditation. Totally. Correct. Nice. Yeah. And we need that nowadays because that is just one more thing to do when we can't do much of else or when we're not doing what we normally do. Meditation helps, you know, um, break up. I mean, you know, develop like a routine. It breaks up, breaks up the, uh, the normal schedule you have on a daily basis and introduces something new. So, yeah, totally. You can you can discover many things about yourself. Yep, and then write good songs because you've discovered new exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> right now that we can't travel and we can't experience, we just have to, you know, live from memories and and books and stories and you know whatever whatever comes to you, right? In different different ways. Yes. So. Definitely, definitely. So, what can we look forward to from Tanya Pass? from this point on well i've i've um released uh three different uh songs like styles one was kind of like an afro pop song which is called my body the other one was uh, mm-hmm. palabras mojadas which is more like the latin latin beats uh type of thing then there's the bolero the ballad which actually has nothing to do with what i usually do which is more modern music but that one you know has a story behind it and you know i was i just lived in cuba for a while so um yeah that came out and now i'll release in some months as soon as you know we get over this and I can record the video and everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll be releasing an R&B. Yeah, so... Okay. A pure R- 90s R&B, which is part of me. Really? It's part of me. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm releasing parts of me, right? Uh, I see what you did there. Nice. R&B, I think, I mean, growing up in that time frame, the 90s, early 90s, um, and coming of age at that time, R and B was a staple. Like I don't, I, I, I don't want to say I don't see that as much nowadays because I really don't listen to a lot of mainstream radio. But um, back then, like the R and B went hand in hand with the hip hop or the rap that I was listening to, and it was such a staple at you know your house parties, yeah. <laughs> um, the get-togethers. You know, it's like you were waiting for that one R and B song to play. Yeah. You know, and. and and there was a lot. There was a lot of variety. I don't know if that's that's so true nowadays. I think uh, I don't well, know. There is there is R and B and and uh, but it's just different. It's like a modern R and B, right? It's a different R and B. There's really really nice artists. For example, Ari Lennox. I really like her. There's this guy okay. from from Inglewood. He's called Sir. I really like him. Yeah. But you know, it's a different R and B. It's not obviously the '90s sound, but it's what you would call yeah. R and B today, right? With more modern, modern yeah. sounds. And yeah, there's there's still good music. You know, there there's young artists that are doing really really good music. Um, hopefully, that will be more mainstream than <laughs> what's not that good. But uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're fighting for that. We're fighting for that. <laughs> 
Excellent. And listen, if I had to pick, if I had to pick a team of people to fight for that, I'd pick you. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be one of my, you'd be one of my picks, definitely. I could. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what you, uh, what you come up with as far as the R&B because um, you brought up palabra ma- palabras mojada and um, that I heard that and that was it was very interesting because there was a lot of different elements that were happening and. I, I, between you and the production team, I think there was it, it was like a really good marriage of with the you sing, you have a little bit of the uh, spoken word style, you go from Spanish to English back and forth, and even the even the beat itself has a couple different influences yeah, exactly. in it. Exactly, yeah, it's it's a, it's everything has a little bit of me. You know, I can't I can't categorize myself in one genre because I'm not one thing. I'm everything that I've lived all the countries and all the cultures that I've lived in, uh, all the cultures I've coexisted with and I've learned from and I've yeah. absorbed. So it's in me. I can't, I can't deny that, right? It's, it's yeah. all influences. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you found a way and you, or you, you, you have a way of bringing all that to the forefront and, uh, and introducing it to the world. That's excellent. Um, Nope, trying, no problem. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy because you um, know some people are like, "Oh, you should be this, or you should focus more on one genre or on one line, like more on the R and B, or more on the boleros, or more on the reggae." But you know, I'm I'm trying to find my sound. It's like it's like a process, you know, like when you try to find yourself, it's mm-hmm. a life process. Well, this yeah. is the same thing. You're just trying to 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 find a way and a formula to mix everything you are in one sound and make it sound nice, right? And good. So yeah. there we are. <laughs> we're we're doing our chemistry in the lab. <laughs> we're trying to work it out. <laughs> Lovely. That's excellent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's one thing to, to put out a, cer- a certain sound and focus on one thing, but, you know, it's, it's like that saying, you cast a bigger net you get more fish, you know, you, you, you could cover more area and you're, you're very capable of it from what I've heard so far. So I think, I think you're good with, with like taking everything you've known, all your experiences and, and using those to put forward thank music. You, That's thank great. You, thank you. Yeah. I do believe that, you know, music is there to, to experiment with it. Right. And to, and to do fusions <laughs> and to experiment. It's not just there to be one thing. Right, so this is what I'm doing—an experiment, and let's see what comes out. Right, doing it with love—that's for sure. Some very talented, yeah. professional people. So the rest we'll see. It's not in our hands. No, for sure. You put out love. You put things out with love. You—that's what you're going to get in return. You're going to get the love back. Where can people find? all the great music where can they find you yeah so well um on youtube i have my uh, music channel uh it's tania tania paz oficial o-f-i-c-i-a-l so just one f um in spanish then instagram tania paz musica in spanish and then you you can go on itunes and spotify and tania paz so yeah there you can find me i'm all around make sure you yeah, make sure you subscribe, you yeah, follow. Please. Uh definitely yes, don't do don't do what I did and go to Tanya Paz music. It's with the A. There's the A at the with end. An a. It's with an A. <laughs> yeah. I'm Spanish, so remember yes. the A. <laughs> the A is pivotal for sure, for sure. So Tanya, we have a lot more show to show to get to. Um uh you mind sticking around? We're gonna talk some more uh, brew music. And, uh, and food. So, Brews Beats and Easter Podcast, you guys stick around. We're going to get into the Brews portion. Too much to drink. We shine without flossing that bling bling at the pub with the buds. Picture of Yang Ling. Brews Beats and Easter Podcast. I am still old head ed. I still have Tanya here with me. Uh, not really here with me, but uh, on the line with me. She's in Madrid. She's enjoying. Uh, the beautiful sounds of nature, <laughs> the sun shining onto the terrace. That's lovely. This is all great. And in this portion, we're going to talk brews. So now Tanya, Tanya's sober. Tanya doesn't drink beer. But we've had uh, guests in the past who don't. And we've spoken about teas. Luckily, Tanya's a big yeah. tea fan. So green tea is your tea. I, just, I like all teas, but especially green tea, white tea, 
uh, and okay. yeah, all these like herbal flowers, jasmine teas. I just I love tea. I'm always drinking my tea. It's like a smoker with a cigarette. I'm like my tea. It's my moment. Oh wow! <laughs> no. You go through packs of yeah. tea oh, on a daily, you, huh? You should see. You should see my kitchen, the closet there in my kitchen. You open and it's like full of all types of teas. It's incredible. I love it. I love tea. <laughs> Nice, nice. I recently found out that there's typically only four type of tea, and they're all from the same uh, plant. It's just at what point of the process they utilize them. Did you know that? Um, no. <laughs> I'm a tea okay. fan, but I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was new to me, too. I was like, you know what? I should probably learn something about teas if I'm going to discuss yeah, tea. I so, yeah, but apparently... Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the white tea leaf is like the earliest of the formation of the tea leaf. And then you go into green and then I think there's like oolong and then black. Oh, okay. And I guess there's something. Yeah. So it, it's pretty interesting. I was like, huh, okay. And I, I mean, I find myself drinking more tea now when we're having to deal with this, you know, the pandemic and, you know, you want to introduce things into your system exactly. that will help. Yeah, um, yeah, with any, so let's go back um, at Spain. Uh, typically, by the age of sixteen, you're drinking wine, right? Or is that the legal age of 18, drinking? Eighteen. You can. Yeah, it's oh, 18, eighteen over here in Spain. Okay. Did Did you ever enjoy any alcoholic beverages? Oh yeah, beverages? for sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so their stories great. Oh yeah, there's great stories. Yeah, lots of. I, I used okay. to love to drink, let's, let's... you know, in a responsible way, but I used to love, you know, to, to drink my wine. I mean, Spain, we're a wine country, right? So, especially yeah. white wine, I was a super fan. And uh, not beer that much, but I used to love whiskey and tequila. So, okay. yeah. Nice, nice. I applaud both. I also am a fan of yeah, whiskey yeah. and tequila. <laughs> Um, yeah, beer. I, and another thing I learned recently was that um, in Spain, apparently, when you go to restaurants or bar, uh, restaurants or bars, there's a very limited amount of beers you can have. There's usually maybe two, the most three different styles or types of beer. Um, so, so I guess I, I don't know if Spain is really known for their beer. Or well, yeah, I mean, we have the local, uh, the national, you know, beers, but it's not that we're um, you know, I know there's like um, organic, organic beers that are really that organic okay. uh, segment is growing a lot in beers and in wine. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, it's true that when you go to to a restaurant, you do have like two, three types of beers, unless you go to a place that's like more um, like uh, high class or specialized in brews. Yeah, Specializing. not you have like the typical like four or five beers, you know, like local ones or a Heineken and some Carlsberg or something, okay. you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, typically, and this is this is a little different because, like I said, at, usually at this point, uh, my guest is trying the different beverages, and then we go into it. Um, uh, do you remember your uh, a fond drinking memory? Uh, maybe wine, you know, really good wine or a time you had drank wine, you really had a good time, maybe a oh, funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's this wine from the north of Spain, from Galicia, which is just on top of Portugal. And this is this white wine okay. called Alvarino. And that wine just goes in and goes through so gently. And it's it's sweet, but it's like sweet dry. And suddenly, suddenly okay. you're like, you don't know who you are. <laughs> So it's it's fun stories, you know, with that yeah. because you don't know when it's gonna hit in. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find yourself in a place where you're like, okay, now I know that there's gonna come a point where I'm gonna start to feel it, and I and I'm gonna wonder how I got there. Did you ever start uh, trying to like maybe remember the last thing or or how many you were no, in? No, no. But usually with this wine, like with one bottle for two people, you're already done. Like this is it's very oh, wow. good wine, okay. but no one understands how. Maybe it's just the sugar in it or something, but. It's just mm, like you yeah. don't know. Sometimes with two glasses, and sometimes you don't even know 
you can't really. Yeah, it's <laughs> like super, super soft, you know. So it depends also on your mood yeah. and if you ate, if you didn't eat. I don't know. It's just, it's a special thing. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a bunch of variables that go into it. Um, that, that reminds me kind of like sake or um, like even like uh, yeah, limoncello. Exactly, those you drink exactly. though. Like when you stand up and you're going to go to the bathroom, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to some water or something or it's something to eat, you know? You don't realize until you stand yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's kind of like the, that's kind of like the Bud's litmus test. Like, how bad is it? Let me stand up and find out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, uh, so now you're sober now. Um, yeah, you made that choice. How long yeah, ago? How long have you like been sober? Three years, three and a half years. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I made that choice. You know, I came. I was living in Brazil for five years, and you know all those carnivals and all that cachaça. And I came back to Europe. I was like, okay, I'm going to do something different. <laughs> and yeah, okay. I decided to to go sober. Basically, first of all, it was because of my health. I wasn't feeling you know, with a lot of energy and, you know, I just wanted to cleanse. But then uh, after yeah. a while, I just felt so, so well, you know, and so like energetic. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to continue. I didn't need it. So it's been three years, three years and a half. So <laughs> here I am. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was a noticeable yeah. difference. Like you said, hey, this, this is Especially different. Especially the okay. hangovers. Excellent. Especially the hangovers. Yeah. When you're young, you don't really yeah. know them. But nowadays... <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Well, when young, you're young, I mean, like, I when know, you're like young. 20, 18, you know what I mean? 25. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, oh no, definitely. You're 28. I mean, I don't know. When you've been drinking a lot, you know, for many years, your body, your liver, right? It gets it's little yeah. by little, it yes. starts deteriorating, right? And here in Spain, we drink, we drink, even though the legal age is 18, we're drinking since we're like 14, 15, you know, because this is how, how we do yeah. it. We're, 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 we're very like street, street people, you know, we like to be in the streets, there's warm weather, there's sun, so yeah. you go to the street, you go to the park, you go to the plaza, you go, you know, social, you're always doing social meetings and, and being with people. So what do you do? You drink, yeah. right? So yeah, you're yeah. Since you're like young teenager, you're drinking. So yeah, then pasa factura, pasa factura. No, definitely. It. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. It's I've, and uh, we've I've talked about it before. It's um, you know, drinking. Yeah, drinking at a at a young age as opposed to later later on in life, the recovery is a lot more drastic. As exactly, you get older, exactly. um, so you don't bounce back as quick as you used to. Uh, so definitely, um, it, it, like you said, it does it does help to take a break from it once in a while and cleanse. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I have a, a podcast that that's <laughs> built around beers, music, and food. So, so my breaks, but no, but definitely, um, I, I find myself at a point now where it's. If I sit down to have beers, by the time I get to the third, maybe fourth one, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm good. That's it. As opposed to yeah. when you're younger, where you're sitting there and just pounding, pounding drinks. And you don't even, and you don't even think Excellent. about what you drink, right? Right now, you drink a beer and you drink yeah. your beer. Before it was like, and you're super young, whatever, the yeah. cheapest one, you know. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you could afford, definitely. And then, you know, and then, of course, hip-hop comes in and tells you, yeah, OEs and St. Eyes, and you're like, yeah, exactly, I'm going to drink that. Exactly, and it's like, exactly, why? Exactly. <laughs> so it's also good, you know, to do it when you're yeah. super young and you've already tried all that and, you know, you have time to... Yeah, yeah. you get it out of your system, exactly, in other exactly. words. And it's good, you know, yeah. to drink once in a while if you if you want to drink. I'm not, I'm not like, a super, like... Um, extreme you know like oh i don't drink i don't like people you know drinking around me no like it's just you know a, a decision i made it's like me not eating meat i don't eat meat because i don't like it and it's been many years but i don't mind if the, the person that's having dinner with me it's is eating a steak it's their decision you know 
yeah. each one yeah. decides what they do with their life, right? You can't you can't judge people exactly. because they're not doing the same thing as you. So no, for sure, definitely. And you'll find, and, and I, I've known, I've learned that you'll find that um, a lot of a lot of times people, if you if you jump in with the judgment, then the people are less likely to to take information from you the day that they, you know, they'll be probably less likely to approach you and ask you, Hey, you know, you yeah. stopped eating meat, how because they're worried about being judged to begin with. So if you leave it open-ended, then you'll realize that a lot of times people decide to yeah, make changes exactly. on their own. Like so force or impose uh, an idea on ideology on someone, whatever it is, right. You just have to, you know, yeah. we need to respect each other and, and talk uh, through love and through respect and, you know, have normal conversation, respecting each other. And then each one decides what they want to do, right? Just provide information yes. in a respectful way. And that's all. Yeah, you'll be surprised how much more people um, uh, are susceptible or they take in the information when you're speaking, like you said, from a place of uh, yeah. a love and respect. So definitely a great strategy when it comes to sharing information, that's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Tanya, we we talk brews, we talk teas. Um, I, we we learn stuff about yeah, tea today, about you know. Teas. I'm gonna study that for sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Also, um, I think I also I know that matcha is actually ground up yeah. green tea leaves. Yeah, matcha is green tea. Yeah, that's another fun fact. Yeah, there you go. Bam! All right, I'm ready for my quiz. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ace this test. We talked a bit about music um, early on, um, and we talked about your music and your influences. Um, now let's talk about what it is that you enjoy, that you like to hear. Um, let's say, like, if you were to put together a playlist, what would we find on that playlist? Well, um, if we're going to talk about beats and what, like, makes me travel in my mind is Jay Dilla for sure like wow. he's like my master wow. I compose to him wow. and then you know I can decide whatever type of song genre production I want to do but he's like my man <laughs> he's, he's my god wow. alright <laughs> you recently uh, you recently posted on your story actually you freestyling yeah, yeah. to one of Jay Dilla's yeah, beats yeah. Went back to him. That was that was a, a uh, props to you, applause to you. I'll put in the applause sound effect <laughs> in post production. But uh, at what point did you realize? Maybe I should have asked this earlier. But um, at what point did you realize you know freestyling or coming off the top of the head was something that you were capable of? Well, um, I mean. I, I told you, you know, when I was a little girl, I would just freestyle with whatever. People would come to my house and I would just freestyle and do a show to them while my mom was bringing the wine or the tea or whatever, right? Whatever I saw. Okay. Uh, you know, I also, uh, musically, I grew up in the streets in Spain. Like I said, even the young people were, were very street, no? So good weather, as soon as there's like sun or good weather, we're all out during the day, during the night. So, you know, in the street, that's okay. what you do. You freestyle, right? So, so yeah, mm -hmm. so everything yeah. started there. And, um, yeah, I listened. I've always been inspired, especially uh, with uh, by reggae and 90s uh, hip-hop, rap, and R&B. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Favorite 90s R&B group? Oh, I would say the far side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's dope. <laughs> you know what? I have, <laughs> I have it a hard. I mean, we met, and uh, I have it. A, I have a hard time believing that you're yeah, old enough yeah. to know well, the far I mean, side. When you're a music lover, you have to know music that, like, from your grandma's. You know, from your grandma's. Your so, <laughs> yes. You can't just know the music you, <laughs> yeah. you you listen to right now, right? No, the. The far side, the roots. Very true. I love the roots. The roots for me is like, I would say, I would say one of the best, the best ones, especially because it's like hip hop with band and live instruments, right? And that's what I really mm -hmm. love. And yeah. then you add a DJ to that, and it's yeah. awesome, right? Exactly. Yeah, you get all the elements in there, and and some, yeah. and some. 
I just recently did you see the um uh Black Thought did yeah, a uh yeah, tiny yeah, desk yeah, from her of course. <laughs> yeah that was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That was yesterday that was awesome. or before yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was recent. It was time, recent. You lose track of time Definitely right now in this quarantine. Doing. You don't know if it's Monday, Thursday, Friday. You're just living day by day. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, especially if you're non-essential. Like I'm essential, so I have oh. to go to work every day. So that's the only reason why I know I know the <laughs> difference between a Monday and a Tuesday. <laughs> if I was home all day, I'd have to like check calendars. Yeah, like what's, that's what's awesome, today's date? Right? We're back to living the present, no matter what. So take advantage yeah. of that. Li- yeah. Exactly. Living in the moment, and uh, yeah, we find that, you know, and that's another thing about if we're talking about music and beats. Another thing, uh, um what I noticed is that uh, that's changed throughout the years is there's, there's a lot of music. So we don't consume music the same way. Um, I I think uh, we, we kind of like listen to Mm -hmm. everything as it's coming out, but we never, there's very few instances where we take the time to sit down with, with one project. Like we did as kids, like let's say um, far sides lab cabin, California came out. So that, that comes out and then you probably won't get another, um, you know, hip hop release like in that yeah. vein for a couple of months to maybe a, a year. So, or, or either that, or you could only afford one album. At least is when I was growing, afford one album. There was no downloads, so <laughs> this is what I would play all the time. So yeah, we we I yeah, think we inject music different. A moment, right? You would get the album, or you would buy the vinyl, and you know, mm. like the cover, and then you would open the cover and. And there's like the, the little leaflet with all the pictures or yeah, we did the liner notes and all the credits yeah. and the songs and the tracks and lyrics and it was like a moment, you know, you would have your moment to listen to the song. And now it's like, first of all, artists don't release albums anymore, right? And they just do single by single by single no. by single. So there's one single today, one single in like ten minutes after. So it's like overdose of music and information so unless the artist is like superb and something really different that catches your attention um i mean me basically i have a hard time remembering artists name nowadays i'm like oh this is cool then i don't remember the name you know because there's so many and (laughs) unless it's like something really special and different it's like overdose of information it's it's hard now it's not like before right yeah yeah and they and sometimes the i mean uh, it, there's a um there's the with, with the music kind of there being i think i think and i'm an old i'm old head um <laughs> i find that today's music is kind of formulaic and everybody follows the formula and and don't stray off this road because if you want to be successful you do what yeah. the last guy did and you do it this way everybody following the same game plan and putting out that abundance of music, it, it becomes difficult exactly. to tell one from the other. So I, I listen a lot to the voices, right? And what really catches my attention, mm. honestly, and I guess it's just like this where everybody is, or a voice or the beat, right? And the voices are just so yeah. manipulated um, technologically, all this auditory mm. And they're nearly all like women's voices yeah. are nearly all in like the pop music, right? It's it's in this like same pitch, same tone, and it's like okay. all sound the same. So when this different voice and artist comes in, you're like, oh, I'm gonna remember this name, right? Because it's like it sounds different to the to the yeah. rest, right? I always I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm always like in favor of like difference, you know, whatever is different do it because that's the way the way to to stand out right uh, if you if you do the same thing as everybody Correct. you're just gonna be the same you're not gonna make the difference right so exactly. maybe i'm just a freak that way um, i always try to to do things differently and i always like <laughs> the weirdos and the different different type of artists you know with their own personality that you can really feel that that's not like made up and created you know Correct. Yeah, because ultimately we're all different people, and and the more we try to conform and be like each other, then we lose ourselves. So, 
I, I think that that transcends into music too. Is like the more you try to conform, conform, and and do things a certain way, then we're getting less and less of you. You know, going back to what you said earlier, all these the songs you put out, they're parts of you. Um, if if you were to follow a, a template or a cookie cutter, we wouldn't get Tanya. We'd get yeah, the last exactly. successful person. You know, you know. I don't think there's there's a formula in music because they might say, oh, okay, right now reggaeton, you know, you gotta do reggaeton to hit hard and you know to mm-hmm. bah, to to bang, be do a banger and everything. And it's like, yeah, but just because I'm gonna do re- if I do reggaeton, it doesn't mean that I'm gonna be the next uh, whatever, sabes, Maluma or you know, because right. I'm, I'm doing the same as everybody. How many people are doing reggaeton? The thing is to do a reggaeton with your own flavor, with your with a different message, you know? Mm. That's, that's what I feel, like doing maybe yeah. the same type of sound that's that you hear around, but putting something different, something that no one has ever done before, right? So there, there it is. I don't think there's Correct. a formula. I really don't. Because if there was, we would all be doing it, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's, Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Definitely. Well, I think you gave me the best segue into my next segment, which is we're talking flavor. So if we're going to talk flavor, we got to talk food. So this is Bruce Beast, the podcast. I got Tanya with me. Stay stay with us. We're going to get into the eat segment, the final segment of the podcast in just a second. Bruce Beast and the podcast, and we have arrived at the eats portion of the podcast. This is where I ask my guests, or I get to know my guests, uh, food tastes, um, what they what they can't live without, uh, what something that you know might call their name, what something that they don't eat often but they really enjoy it when they do. Um, so, Tanya, uh, well, see, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting because you've been yeah. to several <laughs> different locations, so. If I were if I were to ask you to kind of give me a, a dish from each place, would you yeah. be able to put something together? <laughs> All right, okay. let's do it. Let's I guess let's Spain. start in uh, Spain. Oh I I'm gonna say I'm gonna <laughs> love my food. I can't I can't deny that we have an incredible gastronomy, um, but um, yeah, Spain. There's so many things: the seafood. Um, the ham, even though I don't eat meat, but the Spanish ham is really good. And yeah, okay. all the fruits and vegetables and oh, I don't, I really don't know. Tortilla, the Spanish omelet, tortilla de patata. That's a, yeah, that's a, the patata. Okay. That's a famous okay. one over here. And then all the seafood and just there's this wonderful, wonderful things over here. Yeah. But I would say the ham, the ham, the Spanish Was there ham, one? Spanish Iberico okay. ham and the tortilla de patata. That's like the classics. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. That's like the, yes. the one-two punch, <laughs> the combination. <laughs> nice, nice. So you said you also spent yeah, some time in Montreal. Time so in Montreal. what was something that, um, that you would enjoy? There? A lot of Lebanese food over there. Yeah, because I, I really like this Mediterranean okay. taste, right? I like fresh food and I like vegetables and fruits and everything. So I really like uh, Lebanese food. I think it's super, super good. And okay. the spices they use. Yeah, it's powerful, powerful food. <laughs> yeah. Was there one specific dish no, you can recall? I mean, there's the baba, there's the baba ganoush, the hummus. No. But you know, just general like living okay. food, I would eat a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan as well. I could I could do a falafel <laughs> on a baguette. Man. Oh yeah, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> All right, you also spent some time in California. Oh, what what would you get over there? there? So there were like these. I used to live in Santa Barbara, and there was this place next to the beach that they would do like really good mini hamburgers. <laughs> so. I would okay. eat those mini okay. hamburgers all day. They were so good, and they would put them with all these types of like different things and sauces and vegetables. And I was like, "Yeah," but I wouldn't go back there now because <laughs> I don't eat meat anymore. 
you spent time in Brazil. What's something you would have eaten over there? That's a, that's like this like shrimp kind of stew with rice, and they put all these like red peppers and green peppers and onions, and they use this special um, wow. oil. Um, dende, which is from this type of, uh, it's a seed from this tree from there. And it's very, very like thick and okay. rich oil, which gives a special flavor. Um, yeah, and they put that with rice and mm -hmm. uh, obviously it has fish. It's shrimps and fish. So it's super good. I love it. I love it. Okay. Spicy. Mm, yummy. Nice. Nice. Miami. All right, let's do Miami. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the shrimp. Coconut shrimp. <laughs> Thai food. I I love the Thai food in Miami. There's really good nah. Thai restaurants around Miami. You like the heat, or you like more of a middle of the way, or you're on the spicier yeah, side? Spicy, but usually I like it medium because I like to. Okay. My I'm not used to spicy food because in Spain we don't cook with a lot of uh, hot spices. Um, so for me, spicy has okay. to be medium because if not, I don't flavor the different ingredients in the food. So, yeah, it's like... It's it like gets buried in the heat, spice, yes. Right? And I like, when I eat a dish, I like to taste every yeah. single ingredient and element in the dish, right? That's what makes it interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You spent some time in Mexico also, right? <laughs> All day eating tacos. <laughs> When okay. I, visited, I was like on the road, so basically <laughs> you're just like eating on the road, like these people in, in on the road selling mangoes and huge pineapples, and you just eat that, and then like people in the street selling tacos, and wow. uh, yeah, so tacos like cactus veggie tacos, basically and fish tacos and, and fruits. <laughs> yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah, which is which was the origin of the burrito was it was they made it so the the men, when they would go to work, the wife would just put the whole dinner in front of a, a handheld component exactly. with your tortilla, and then there you go. So there's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, are you big on sweets at all? Sugar. Okay, so and chocolate is a is a staple in your in your diet. I eat. The rest is just like maybe sometimes I'll eat a candy, but chocolate. Oh, yeah. I can't live without that. <laughs> Possible. If you if you want something from me, okay. you can convince me with chocolate. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cheat code. I have a. <laughs> oh, hey, listen. This is the podcast for TMI. No. <laughs> No, definitely. Um, I, listen, um, you're not alone there. there. There's many people I have encountered that have told me chocolate's the way to go, and like, yeah, chocolate could kind of break the tension, and it could, you know, it'll get you, it'll get you what you want. Especially, and it's like especially oh. black chocolate, no? <laughs> yes, that's, chocolate. Wow. that's like aphrodisiac, you know. That's like oh, the, yeah, it gets you, it gets you on. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like. It's it's bitter, but people tend to like a little more bitter in their chocolate. And it's something that I'm kind of, I like, I'm starting to like dark chocolate. I'm not a big fan of dark chocolate, but I like, I'm not a big fan of chocolate in general, but um, dark chocolate is kind of like, to me, it, it goes well yeah, with yeah, um, yeah. like a trail mix because yeah. there's already something sweet there. Like yeah, there might be like the dried cranberries or the raisins. So it's a, it's a good balance. Definitely a good balance. Um, do you prepare meals? Are you yeah, are you good in the kitchen? Can you cook? Quarantine. I'm like cooking all day, you know. So yeah, I I love cooking, but yeah. I like cooking when there's like more people. If it's only for myself, I cook, but it doesn't really inspire me, right? Um, a lot. I'll just eat whatever. Like I'll okay, something fast, or you know, or just cook a meal and save it, like. In a, in a yeah. Tupperware or something, but um, when there's more people, like I Tupperware. love to cook because you know I get inspired. I put some music on. For me, cooking is like making music. You know, you it's different ingredients and you just mix and improvise and create, and it's I love it. It's like making music for me. The kitchen is like the studio. <laughs> I was gonna say it, it kind of becomes it kind of it's yeah, kind of parallel to a performance. You know. <laughs> 
got a couple things going on. You got this pan here, that pot there, and then you're monitoring, and then you're adding things to see if that si- if that tastes good. I'm bouncing around all over the place here. I want to do. I want to go back to um. Uh, you you don't eat any meat anymore. Oh, at what point um, did you decide to stop eating that meat? That was like I think seven years ago, and yeah, it was yeah. Well, you wow! Know, it was something Congratulations! That, that I felt like I just didn't like meat anymore. I couldn't. I couldn't eat it. I couldn't smell mm-hmm. it. I couldn't put it in my mouth. Sure. So yeah, I mean, but wow. it's just I listen. I listen to my body. You know, if my body wants meat someday, I'll go back to eating meat. Right. But obviously, it will be organic yeah. meat, and it would be meat that I know, for example, that the animal has lived a beautiful and wonderful life, and you know hasn't been like electrocuted or lived in in a in a cage or like yeah. beaten up. You know what I mean? So um, correct. Yeah, just go to the okay. to the village, to the countryside, and that cow. Like here, for example, the Spanish, the Spanish ham, like the the black leg ham, like those pigs, like get massages and everything. You know what I mean? Okay. Like that, yeah, that ham is the really expensive ham. Wow. Like we call it the Spanish caviar, and uh, yeah, those those pigs, uh, those okay. pigs only eat this uh, hazelnut type of of nut and they only eat that they don't eat like prepared food or whatever it is and they live in the countryside they're free they get massages and they live for like years and years and then you know whatever they they kill the the animal but the animal has a beautiful and wonderful life you know it's not it's not and i think all that energy comes to the food if the animal suffered and has been electrocuted and beating up and everything your meat is gonna have that energy we are energy you know we're all energy it cannot be created or destroyed it can only be transferred you're right right so if your body asks for meat, it's because it needs meat. so you have to give it to your body right that's how it is. You got. You have to listen to your body. Definitely, definitely. I recently, um, I recently accomplished one month of uh, of no meat, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I you know, um, I did it as a. I wanted to accompany a friend who was interested in going, uh, not necessarily vegetarian, yeah. but like maybe the line of pescatarian. So I said, all right, yeah, you know what, we'll do it together. Let's do it together. And uh, yeah, I made it through the month and. I can't say that I felt a lot more different, but um, what I could, what I did take away from it is that um, I yeah. realized I could balance out my diet a lot more. And uh, where, yeah, whereas opposed to just doing one, um, uh, like a meatless Monday, like a lot of people, you know, on social media try to produce. I mean, I try to. Um, how do you say share with people or um, get people on the same page? I, I, I figure I can go probably yeah. three or four days out of the week without eating meat and and still, yeah, and still feel be, okay or have cool, options. You know, so that, that, that was maybe a, two times a week or three times a week. Um, just, yeah, balance, balance your diet, right? Mm-hmm. It's not good to eat meat all day. It's not good to eat bread yeah. all day. It's not everything in excess is bad right even the healthy yeah. things if you're eating that all day it's not going to be yeah. good for you right so yeah and some people do need meat some people don't We're, we have different bodies and different metabolisms and and we have to listen and accept yes. that also right so and that's and that all goes into knowing learning about yourself you know whether through meditation or through noticing exactly. or paying attention to what it is that your body does when eating certain things so that's the funniest thing is that um after the month was up <laughs> um i think the next time i found myself like going to get lunch somewhere I, w- I went to a sandwich place and i'm standing there waiting to place my order and i'm looking over there and i'm actually feeling guilty about getting anything on <laughs> on the meat side and i was like this is not how That's it's funny. supposed to be so i, I ended up with yeah. So I ended up going with an eggplant sandwich with a pesto right, and a uh, with a balsamic vinaigrette <laughs> and tomato. Yeah, it was really it was really good. But I I was sitting there like I noticed that about myself that I'm like I can't believe I got myself in a place where I'm actually not you know <laughs> feeling bad about looking over at the chicken yeah, and the beef in the menu. Yeah. Um, especially like for example when I was in Mexico, um, it was hard uh, when you're on the road 
to to eat for me as I don't eat meat because it's all chicken and and meat and pork over there, you know. So unless yes. I was like at a beach place, I couldn't eat um, fish. So it was like, okay, so can I just have the vegetable tacos? But they're like, but what? Just the onion and the tomato? I'm like, yeah. Just, like, no, they they not an option, you know, because like, why would they think that's what there is? There's chicken and you eat chicken, you know, like, and I, and. Yeah. <laughs> and they start, looking at, they start looking at you like you're, exactly. you're an alien. Yeah. Like, wait, and what like, is she talking about? Just I the onion. I say that, you know, in times of, of uh in, in difficult and certain circumstances you eat what there is right you don't have like come on you're not gonna stop like for example now um i call this we're in a third world war but thank god you know we have internet we have food we have everything but in the beginning of the quarantine like supermarkets here in madrid it was crazy like people were like in this psychotic thing that they would like grab everything you know and like there was there was nothing so wow. I'm like I'm gonna have to go back to eating meat <laughs> because you know yeah. meat, but you know what I'm saying because if I eat just like vegetarian things like fruits and vegetables in like three four days they're they're gone bad if you don't eat them so if you need to stock up on food you buy cans you buy meat you buy wheat and you buy all the yeah. things right so like when depends on the circumstances like when i travel a lot sometimes there's nothing else but chicken and i'm hungry and i need to eat chicken because i'm on the road right so depends on the country and where you're at yeah when you're not in developed places you eat what there is and that's how it goes right so you adapt you adapt to to what there is it's very true yeah and definitely it's funny that uh at the same time i think uh listening to you mention that uh reminds me of the way that i've le- i've also learned to eat um different foods through that same mentality where I-, I realized that as a kid growing up you know i was a picky eater and then i got to a point where um i started learning yeah, and appreciating exactly. a food when i was really hungry like <laughs> like <laughs> like stuff i would have normally have never eaten um most specifically the one that story that pops into my head is um going to a friend's house um, and uh, was hungry. And he, I saw a box of pizza on the, on the table. And I said, is there any pizza left? He's like, yeah, there's, there's plenty. And uh, like he, my friend loved mushrooms and I didn't like, to, I didn't like mushrooms. Shouts to you, John. Um, and uh, I go to open up the box and my, you know, my mind is like, it, you know, it, my stomach is overpowering my mind and I'm looking forward to, it's kind of like convinced my mind that I'm going to open up this box and it's going to be a, slice of cheese or something that I would normally have and all that was left was mushroom and I looked at it and there was like a hesitation for a moment but then my stomach said no grab a piece because you're really hungry and I I ate it now I ate it and now it's like mushroom is a staple topping on my pizza it's like like when you travel you have um all these um how would you say um well Whatever. I forgot. I forgot the word that I was going to say. <laughs> no, like, you know, like... Um, Make up another one. Stereotypes <laughs> and um, you have, like, when you travel okay. and you know the world and you get to know different cultures and different ways of living and being and eating and everything, you realize that, you know, you can't... You just open up. To, to more things right you open up to people to different okay. like you you respect yeah. more and you and you're open to try different things and and um yeah experiment new things yeah you're, you're correct your perspective grows through the experience and then you realize oh it's not just yeah, this exactly. there's so also that never... and then tried in your hometown or in your city and then you're in this crazy place and i don't know yeah. where in lebanon or somewhere in senegal in africa and and you're like Let, there you oh, go. this am i really gonna eat these this thing but you end up eating it snake for example so you end up eating snake you know <laughs> because you're there and okay. you're like ah, whatever <laughs> i'm here <laughs> I tried snake, yeah. So once, you had snake many, before? Many years ago. It was like super dry chicken. What did you think? Dry chicken, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it Oh, was really? Strange. Okay. It wasn't bad. Okay. Wow. It was just a uh, strange um, texture. 
Yeah, something yeah. that acquired kind of feel for the for Snake. Not bad, not bad at all. Uh, Tanya, um, man, you've been you've been excellent. You've been great. Uh, we finally made this happen, and uh, we got around to it. You shared your story. Uh, we talked your music. We talked teas. We learned about these. Um, also talked about beats in general, uh, the music you listen to, and uh, we just discussed food. So I think we've checked all the boxes. This is Bruce Beats and Eat. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time again. This conversation to chat, and um, yeah, whenever whenever you need anything, here I am. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for new music and new projects Excellent. coming up on my social media and my links. And uh, yeah, just wishing everybody a good quarantine to stay calm and stay in peace and take it easy. Yeah, get to know you. Yeah, get to know yourself. Yeah, get to know yourself. I think that, you know, if we can get that out of this quarantine to know ourselves, life can change in an incredible way. In an incredible way. So hopefully we'll get to know ourselves. If we just do that, we're more than good. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. With all that positivity, all that's left to do is what I always say at the end of the episode is this is Bruce Beast and he's the podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank my listeners for tuning in yet another week. Um, you could keep up with me at Bruce Beat, the letter N, eats the podcast on Instagram. I have a Twitter. I don't know how to work the Twitter eventually one day. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy, tell somebody. Tell them that this podcast is found on all streaming platforms. Make sure, please, make sure go out and support Miss Tanya Paz, uh, Tanya Paz Oficial on YouTube. Subscribe. You'll stay up to date with all the music and uh, all the music videos. Um, Spotify and Instagram is Tanya Paz Musica. Excellent. Thank you again, my people. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to listening. Well, I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. And um, yeah, if yes, I'm ever in, uh, if I'm ever in Spain, I'm looking you up. Let's just let this all pass <laughs> and get back to normal. <laughs> yes, everybody. We all got big plans for when this thing passes. Well, everybody's got something to do. I, I'm sure. I you guys all the best. Thank you. Much light. Much love. Peace.